Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show and maybe even jump your story in the line, or maybe even read stories with me, or maybe you have a story you would like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script and Mark gets to flip it. <laughs> flip it, reverse it, yep. smack it, disrespect <laughs> it, and then hand it back to you. <laughs> that's what the people are paying for. That's what they that's, want. That's what they're, they're filthy little authors and they want to get spat on. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so we got a story to do that too, I guess. And it's submitted by Austin, that poor bastard. Uh, and it's called Battle for Desperation. 115.m42, The Ghoul Stars, Ultima Segmentum. Battle for Desperation 001, Mission, Eternal War, Dash Ascension. Zero eight, oh, and then it's a date. So this looks like this is like an actual date of a game he played or something like that. Or maybe yeah, we'll, we'll read on. The rain fell hard. It dampened the mossy underbrush and soaked their uniforms. The 118th company sat in cover, struggling to stay dry. Struggling was a stretch. There was little about the environment that the chem dogs cared for or about. Rebreathers and cigars puffed away in the mist as they rechecked their haggard weaponry. The Laz rifle was a wonderful, shitty tool. It fired just as well if waterlogged or dry, both equally inaccurate. It meant you could neglect it or polish it and still have a 50-50 chance of surviving. They were a restless bunch. Some found shelter beneath the overhangs of the Imperial wreckage. The landing pad was rusted and broken and overgrown with moss. It was home base for the night. Others found shelter beneath the, beneath the towering god machine nearby. The Black Horizon, a masterfully crafted Dominus-class Imperial Knight Castellian, turned the downpour to a soft mist as the rain evaporated off the hot surface of its plasma weaponry. The air hummed under constant and subtle vibration as the sacristan-blessed plasma coils flowed to life. The 118th was conscripted to sit in the dank marshes with this towering war machine, waiting for the Xenos to emerge. 50-50, they thought. Odds seemed pretty good when looking up and tracing the silhouette of the volcano cannon trail trained to the tree line. 
it saw something they couldn't yet depict. The hounds of war that accompanied the Black Horizon, a pair of armager helverins, opened up with a powerful explosion from their jousting lances. The barrels, engraved with prayers to the Omnissiah, glowed red hot as they sent a volley of shells into the night. The autocannons thundered as they fired again and again, unending. Orders echoed through the ruins as the company commanders belted and barked about flanks and positions. The chem dogs stirred, digging in and taking aim, in rows and columns around the castellan's feet. Most of them would die, the ones closest to the machine god lastly, but at least they'd had the best chance. His joints and servo motors sang as it extended right arm. Its plasma decimator threw a wave of heat and light, singeing singeing the nearby terrain and vaporizing a few unlucky infantry perched in the ruins. Impacts lit up the terrain, revealing waves of Xenos chittering and lunging at horrific speeds straight towards them. There were dozens at first, small, chaff-like monsters of bone and chitin catapulting forward. Squinting revealed slightly larger monstrosities, and the light from the shelves and the white-hot plasma downrange revealed the towering shadows of their commanders. The Tyranids poured at them, gaining and dying in droves at an equal rate. Behind the first rank of the crushing and yelling chemdogs, a lone figure pushed forward. His dark cloak fell away from his towering form. The cool light from the dual moons above juxtaposed with the popping yellow cracks of lasfire and auto rifles overhead caused his gilded armor to come alive. He was stalwart as he pushed directly in front of the fire line. The Vexilla rose. Its golden form seemed to emit daylight, sending it pouring over those around, cutting the thick night air, now filled with smoke and mist. He raised his basilisk grenade launcher and tilted his skull face mask to one side. Everything slowed down. The gravity distortion grenade shot forward, exploding beneath the chittering Xenos, slowing their advance. Before he fired another round, he tightened his massive golden gauntlet around the Vexella and gritted his teeth, teeth, eyes closed. Prayers to the Emperor rolled through his mind as 10,000 years of battle washed over him. With a flash of golden light, they came, descending upon the field as a bolt of justice. They stood amidst the pouring tide. A deluge of rain and bodies crashed upon them. The Vexilia shimmered and trembled. A second later, as a shockwave of their presence cut the footing from beneath the approaching horde. Kraken's tendril of horrors bound towards them as one. First the Hormagons, then the Gene Stealers. The line between them blurred. They were impossibly fast, but already in the sights of the arriving Alaris custodians. A lone grenade rang out again, steaming from the banner bearer's wrist-mounted launcher. The battlefield became muted in a flash of concussive, tangling light. Through the silence tore a volley of white-hot bolts and ballistic shrapnel. What was once a crashing tidal wave curled backwards in the opposite direction, but they did not stop. Before they could, the Castellan axes swung. Swaths of gene sterilis crumpled upon their axes. Their swings never slowed, even when hefting the corpses aside. Intermittent bursts of wrist-mounted flak tore pass forward for the Alaris custodians. 
Neither side relented. Swirling, scything talons drew blood. Thick and barely human, it spilled forth as a single custodian fell to his need. With an instant, the Xenos piled on. A mountain of chitinous razors cutting and uh, capitalizing on the on the vulnerable giant. The ground erupted and on every flank. Amidst the spray of mud, dirt, and blood, the outermost lines of the chemdogs collapsed. Enormous terrors, serpentine monsters with carapace of bone and spines blended the last of the infantry squads, screaming their screaming from their tunnels. The outlying Helverin stumbled, falling into the grasp of a Moloch. Internal alarms whirred as a shoulder pauldron was turned to scrap amidst the creature's maw. The armager rebounded, pressure built on its left leg, and servo motors whirled, steadying cannons for a return volley. From above, a psychic scream washed over the golden warriors and a monstrous warrior machines. Perched atop the imperial wreckage, where the once restless soldiers took shelter from the rain, the high fleet's commander descended. A hissing plume of smoke tore from the Black Horizon's hull as it let loose a shield-breaker missile. Its thunderous volcano cannon hailed the Emperor as it smashed round after round into the imperial wreckage. Neither structure nor biomorph remained. The tide began to stem as the custodians drove forward, chopping and blasting away at the heart of the first wave. The remains of lifeless tyranids were stamped deep into the mud with each synchronized advance. A symphony of white-hot ballistic fire illuminated the overhead air, and the towering skyline of monsters began to flatten. The rain no longer penetrated the canopy of munitions, fire, and smoke. With that, the Alaris shield captain, Commodus, removed his golden helm. He breathed deep, taking in the air, the smoke and mist and stench of the battlefield, and his elevated senses picked it apart. Every battle began and concluded the same. Deciding the biological makeup of his surroundings and what they became in the aftermath was as simple as breathing. He had seen a thousand battles, and it became a humanistic habit of his. Time-honored traditions and habitual quirks like this remain, reminded him of what it would be like to be human, though he knew he was not. Still, the captain of the Zenith Guard kept tradition. He closed his eyes and plunged his gauntlets into the muck, dragging the corpse of the fallen Alaris back to the surface. Vexilla banners rested against the cracked and split trees, now matching the dilapidated scenery around them as praetors joined him in respecting the remains of their superhuman brother. The glowing and crackling of the Black Horizon's plasma weaponry hummed loudly against the still wet night air. His pale face, now bathed in a soft blue light below the towering god machine, twisted and his forehead tightened as he clamped his helmet back on and stood still. The night castellan shifted, its bearing. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Feet displacing gallons of muck from the now waterlogged ground. It's Helverin hunting back. Per- it's Helverin hunting pack perked up in response. A vile screech rang out, taunting and chattering through the night air. Commodus and the Alaris were already in position for the second wave, answering the call with holy bolts of fire. Yeah, that was cool. Some great bolter porn for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like how it's kind of written like you can clearly tell now this is written after a battle that he played and like he picked these cool moments yeah that's exactly what I was going to say like this seems like it was a, a match that he decided to uh, author after the fact but it's still very cool Very, yeah. uh, it's a very um, artistic way of, of writing for sure definitely enjoyed it it, it felt gritty and like yeah. yeah you feel like the muck and the blood and the mud and the yeah. discomfort of all of it i i like um, all the characters that were featured too so you have like the you know you got some custodes that are some for some reason with chem dogs who are for some reason with an imperial knight but maybe that's just all they had it just i like kind of the random collection of yeah no absolutely i like that i think that's something in 40k that is overlooked like it's it is such a hodgepodge of factions all kind of you know, it could have just been a chem dog position that are like stemming a wave, and then these custodians come in to support for their own objectives, right? Like, yeah. And then obviously they're supported by knights, titans, and like the mechanic of them, right? Like, yeah. You can really mix and match any faction, and you can mix and match any of their enemies. Like, it's yeah. that's one of the cool things of 40k. It's super customizable. It's just so hard to not paint them all the same, you know? Oh, I have blue <laughs> space runes. I need a blue knight and blue. <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. Like, yeah, there's no reason <laughs> no reason for them to be their own factions. They don't all need to be part of the same army. Yeah. And interesting, speaking of factions, is the guy with the Vexilla, I almost kind of thought he might have been a perpetual because he has, like, this tie to the Custodes for some reason, but he's also part of the Chem Dogs. Uh, like, he holds the Custodes Vexilla. But then the one line that really gave it away was... It talked about how he's seen ten thousand years of battle. This will be no other, something like that. Uh, I think you misread it. Let me let me find the exact. Yeah, I think it. I think it was the arrival of the first custode, and then the others kind of um teleported in. Yeah, was my understanding. It does a Vexilla act as a teleport homer on the tabletop. I wish I knew. 
you haven't played in many a year, have you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. That there was. You're right. There was an original custode. Yeah. As a part of like that arrives game. on the scene as the as the waves are crashing over the chem dogs and the titans, yeah. and then the like teleport in. Yeah. Then he calls was... a bunch of his. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're like with the gilded armor. You're right. I missed that little yeah. detail, but. Um, yeah, there's no reason a chem dog would be holding a custodes vixilla. Well, yeah, and that's why I was thinking maybe he was a perpetual, and like you know, then you Mark, know your own fact. This is this is exactly why we said this at the beginning. You <laughs> insert your own fan fiction into everyone else's fan. <laughs> I am the one true lore. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I am the lore. Um, <laughs> one complaint, somewhat minor. Um. The custodies praise to the emperor. Custodies don't believe that the emperor is a god. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they were That's there. That's my one. They know the original vibe. Yeah. They're still of the mindset that, yes, the emperor is to be revered, but he is not a god, and there's yeah. no reason the custodies would pray to him as such yeah so having said that though it is ten thousand years later and maybe this guy has picked up some of those habits you know yeah i but. i don't know um i'm not gonna say all custodies i guess like typically any custodies that was around when the emperor was around and custodies generally do not believe the emperor's a god yeah. can there be an individual who might get caught up in the yeah. in the uh, cults I, I don't know. Part of me likes to think that their mind is sharp enough not to be. Hmm. But then I do vaguely remember, and I could be entirely wrong on this, I really haven't kept up with Forest Heresy novels, but I think some high profile, like even, I don't want to say Constantine Valdor, but some custodian might even imply the Emperor might be a god. If yeah. I'm recalling correctly. Whoever's yeah, listening yeah. out there, if I'm wrong, feel free to smack me in the comments. But <laughs> I could see it happening. Like you said, this was that was a minor criticism. If even yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I could be wrong for it too. Yeah. I'm I'm open to being correct. I got a minor criticism of the short story. Yeah. How dare this man talk so much shit about the humble Laz rifle? Yeah, he's like, you can throw it through anything, but like inaccurate? Yeah. Of light what can be more accurate than okay. light? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was actually going to mention that too. Um, the laser rifle is horrifically underappreciated. Yeah, well, I did um, really like the way he described how like reliable and like sturdy it yeah, was. Yeah, I get like AK forty seven vibes from it yeah, for sure. Yeah, like you know, you could do anything to it and it'll still function. Yeah, um, but definitely like lasers have a difficult time being inaccurate, mostly because they can't help but shoot straight. <laughs> um, so yeah sure maybe you don't you're, know how to shoot <laughs> that's what i was gonna say like guardsmen don't suck because of their equipment guardsmen suck because they're squishy humans using the equipment yeah yeah no with so, no training most likely conscripted most likely not the, nourished yeah but even the best ones right like you, yeah. you get shaky when you're scared you are running yeah. when you're tired your arms kind of sag when you're shooting like yeah if there's any inaccuracy around the las rifle it's probably the shooter <laughs> so, nice yeah. but he is definitely right about how uh tough the laser rifle actually is um, yeah. you can beat it throw it in the water dip it in mud it'll still work 
This might be like old school lore, um, but like they used to have it so you could throw the battery pack in a fire and then it would kind of give you some charge. It would kind of eventually yeah. ruin the battery, but yeah, but it in an, in a bind you could definitely re yeah. re ammo it up. Yeah, did they get rid of that? You said in the old lore. Well, I don't know. Like, you know, that might have been a throwaway line from third edition and it's never been. Mentioned. I definitely remember, remember reading that line, too. Yeah, yeah. But like, so. it's old. It's definitely old. So who knows if it's been expanded? But like, even uh, like in a pinch, you can overcharge the uh, the battery and then use it as a, you know, a little mini grenade or whatever, like super. Yeah, useful. you can blow it up. Yeah. 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 And that's why it's used as the weapon of choice amongst such a diverse empire is that it's like cheap to manufacture anyone can use it super reliable plenty of ammo yeah infinite ammo something to even say yeah. yeah uh very cool story do you have anything else you'd like to say about it um it's cool just to see the the titan well the castellan <clears throat> oh yeah um, yeah he did really. a pretty good uh, job of describing them in the armagers and kind of walking around and the one gets sucked into the trench kind of. Yeah. yeah, no, it was very cool. I liked, yeah. I liked that extra touch. Yeah. Like, and like it, none of these facts, like it, it didn't have to be there. None of these had to be there to make the story work. Yeah. But they're all these cool touches that like I'm guessing were what they had represented on their battlefield. Yeah. I was just about to say that. That was this scene where I'm like, yeah, this 100% was uh, a battle they okay. played. Because I would totally set a Moloch against an armager, like absolutely. Yeah, it would make sense. But which is a cool way to, to author your stories, like, hey, leave it up in the air, see what characters survive the meat grinder, right? Who's yeah, yeah. <laughs> say, let the story write itself, let it play out, and then document after. Yeah, and yeah, like early on, they so like what you're describing there. Um, under the title, it says "Mission Eternal War, Ascension," and then it's a, a human date. August twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. Yeah, like a human date, like our a real world date. I mean, <laughs> I'm guessing maybe this guy's like logging all his games in this campaign. Yeah, well, is, if he's cool. written any other, I'd love to read them because he is really a really good writer. Yeah, no, it's definitely very interesting read. And uh, if you do have like, it's cool if you chain a bunch of stories, right? Like you could follow a character and maybe he gets killed halfway through and you have to switch perspectives. Oh, that could be interesting. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just all squads and like their achievements and their failures. And... Yeah, yeah, I like it. Very cool story feel. Cool. Well, if you guys have a story you want to submit, submit to uh, lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you like the show and you've listened this far and you've listened to a couple, don't forget to throw us a couple bucks on Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore. Well, till next time, Christian. Always a pleasure. Adios. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. 
by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.